Welcome to Against All Oddities, the podcast about three brothers coming to terms with the oddly true and the truthfully odd. Today, we are talking about dreams and dreaming. And no, it is not a boring episode. It is actually a very good episode, and you will thank us after you listen to it. We talk about tips and tricks to lucid dreaming, improving memory, initiatory dreams, dream contact, notable scholars on the subjects like Charlie Morey, Luigi Scambarella, Bob Monroe, Joe McMonagall, but also we talk about dream manifestation, dream meditation, the subconscious, reality checking, dream telepathy, and we do all of this while maintaining our reputation for being hilarious. To top it off, we also have listener dream contributions that you don't want to miss. So hop into bed, turn down the lights, because this is Against All Oddities. Welcome to Against All Oddities. We talk about weird and silly and crazy and paranormal and oddity things. And sometimes we talk about dreams. And that's what this <laughs> episode... Bad. I mean, I'm glad it's great. Keep going. But like, oof. You just, I just, I just like unfollowed. <laughs> yeah, but you making fun of it just made it better. So there we go. My name's youngest brother, Tim. And I'm middle brother, Chris. And I'm Nate. And I right, don't so it, like listening to anybody talk about dreams, which is why we're going to have to work extra hard to make this interesting. And we're going to make it good for you, uh, folks. We 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 could do this. I I think we are going to reach a deep and just pull out some bullshit. That's I just think gonna... I think it's interesting. I would argue Nate said that nobody likes hearing other people dreams, but Nate's had some crazy ones, and I'm always interested in them. I have this weird some. And then uh, uh, Alicia, my wife, she has more dreams than anybody. And she's not drinking tea or trying or meditating. She just wakes up and she was like, here's what happened. And then she goes into this whole plot with subplots and knows all the names and every detail of what happened. It's just, it just comes naturally. Everybody has a dream. You, you actually have dream cycles throughout the night. So like you have, it's like a, you have your whole sleep cycle of 90 minutes, right? Yeah. And but what happens is like your state of REM and then and your dream state actually expands throughout the night. So say if you woke up and Alicia has just as many dreams as everybody else, we all have them, but she's really good at remembering them. And that's yes. something you can do. And also, what's the point of lucid dreaming or whatever if you can't remember it? Tim lucid dreams every night. He's always flying around or going to outer space or doing whatever, but he just doesn't remember them. So the yeah. number one thing, and if I and if you're lazy like I am on all the dream stuff, or or like you're going to bed and sleepy, the last thing you want to do is like try to program yourself to dream, and we'll talk about it in a little bit. But just remember it. Just tell yourself, I'm gonna remember my dreams, yeah. all my dreams. And it's better to tell yourself that if you wake up near the near the morning, because like we're talking about sleep cycles, that dream cycle extends. Like if you notice you remember your dreams in the morning or you roll over, I want to hit the snooze button, go right back into a dream, it extends. And if you take a nap, yeah. you can dream actually through almost the entire nap because you're not really going into yep. a deep cycle. So stick around, folks, because I will have some tips. I mean, we aren't just jokers talking about dreams. Uh, we, we have spent some time with this as content, which is 
an odd thing, but also like you're welcome because we're going to give you some stuff, both tips on lucid dreaming, maybe some tips on remembering your dreams. But that's the, the main thing. And my most difficult thing is remembering dreams. Like I only remember them if I am uh, uh, woken up during the middle of it. But I have had some experience with a few different types of dreams from lucid dreaming, which I would say I sometimes am capable of doing. But I want to talk about at some point uh, initiatory dreamings, which I wish I had more of. Uh, and also maybe dream contact, which is another kind of interesting point uh, that I would be curious to get your guys' opinion on it. But so like dreams, right? We know what dreams are. Dreams are like in, from a psychological, like modernist point of view, it's just garbage, right? You're supposed to forget your dreams. It's just going through the reruns. It's just processing data. Your brain just kind of is flushing the toilet. That is like one take of it. And I will say a lot of my dreams are that <laughs> like I am de it is definitely garbage. I am not one of those people who I wake up and like immediately like Googling the, the meaning behind eating raw fish in a dream. Like, what does it mean? Like that's garbage. I probably saw a fish and I probably had a stomach ache and I, I linked those two together. So, but I do think there are different types of dreams. So one is garbage dream. I think that's a very common thing. I don't, I don't want to say all dreams are meaningful. I think a lot of them are bullshit. However, with that said, I think lucid dreaming does stand out a little bit from it. And I will say only because it's a story, I don't have a lot of them. My first lucid dream I can remember because I was seven years old and it was a, I was having a horrible nightmare. I'm I was on, on like, this alien ship. <laughs> yeah, well, I will say at this time, I was convinced I was being abducted by aliens because I had sleep paralysis as the a kid. The last part so. of my dream, they said, don't remember, don't remember. It was such a crazy dream. <laughs> and then I remembered. Well, yeah, and I think I had recently seen Freddy Krueger, but we can go to that a little later when we talk about like cinema. But but I remember my first lucid dream as a seven-year-old. I won't bore you with the details other than I was on a fucking pirate ship because pirate ships are scary to little kids. And there were skeletons. I probably recently watched Jason and the Argonauts or something. No, you were watched the Goonies because you wore that cassette out. Like you <laughs> yeah, literally, I was, I was like, Goonies. seriously again, Chris, like you yeah. watch it. Well, once well so that's the garbage part of the dream. And so it, the dreams are irrelevant because I was like on a ship being chased by like animated skeletons. And I remember being really, really scared and I was trapped in the bow of the ship. And I remember being like in the middle of this, trauma and fear is like you know what i'm in control of this i think this is a dream and i started inventing things so i invented like a door in the floor of the pirate ship and i jumped into the the ocean and then i closed it and i was like well how am i going to be I, how am i going to breathe underwater and i was like well it's a dream the, the pirate ship is held up by oxygen tanks so i'm going to take one of these and escape my dream and long story short like through a process of decisions i was able to like turn a nightmare into an adventure and uh I just that really I don't remember my dream. So I just remember that was the first time I realized I could control it with like a lot of effort. The end. This is against all oddities. <laughs> your dream podcast. I'm youngest brother. <laughs> Whatever. I think it's funny just to keep introducing stuff because Chris had an awkward <laughs> silence right after that. Which I was, I was waiting for the out. period. The but could also just add like a mountain lion noise in the awkward silence. How can we not? But do you want to talk about lucid dreamings a little bit? I mean, Nate, you're kind of the, yep. the well, before expert. we, before we get, okay, we'll talk about that. Like uh, going back, I think um, to like, I remember at our grandparents' house had HBO 
you know, uh-huh. the uncles yeah. were watching the Dennis Quaid movie Dreamscape. Yes. And it's where they had machines and you, they'd hook somebody up to go into another dream and help them. And the president was having uh, nuclear Armageddon nightmares and there was like bad guys in it. And I recently tried to watch it again. It was on uh, it was yeah. hard hard watching and Dennis Quaid didn't bring <laughs> you through well I was also thinking but you know during my little anecdote I, I I we can't not talk at least for a second about Nightmare on Helm Street because that fucked me no, you have up to. I mean and I think there's a whole generation of children who saw that movie too young and like yeah. it was brutal you're like what do you mean they kill you in your sleep and, and as we mentioned in a previous episode Tim brought up that the the that movie was based on the Khmer Rouge, like of a child soldier who mm-hmm. died from his like dreams. He had a heart attack while dreaming about his like trauma, uh, and like Wes Craven and the writers of that movie picked up this true story in the newspaper and then drafted that. Well, that yeah, that kid movie. refused to go to sleep because he he kept seeing the soldiers killing his family. He said, they're going to kill me if I fall asleep. And he fell asleep. He woke up and said they found me and died. Yeah. From like, uh, yeah, true story. That's that's in there. Look that one up. Uh, but anyway, that movie, I think, ruined the the dreams of a whole generation of children. Because I think I saw that was like a 10 year old. It was the yeah. first thing about manifestation, you know, if you dream it, it can come to life and be, you know, in, in, in the waking. Yeah. But you unintentionally well. manifest a nightmare. That's uh yeah. Remember yeah. the so, needle. What was the third one? That was always freaked me out. Dream warriors. The, dream warriors had the needle hand or like the glove instead of knives or needles. Oh, because one of the, the characters was a heroin addict. And so yeah. he, like as a Freddy, little kid, like, like I saw that, hands. I was like, wow. What is going Interesting on? brother anecdote. Did you guys remember that dad said he sat on a plane next to yes. the what's the actor's England, name? England, John yeah, England. John England's uh, but they wouldn't let him keep the glove because they had to lock it up. It was I was gonna weapon. say pre 9-11, you still couldn't have bring your Freddy Krueger knife glove onto a commercial airplane. He uh, was also recently on um Robert England, not John right, England. Yeah. Robert Whatever, England was it. on was close was no, on the newest Pattinson. He was on Stranger Things, which also was kind of like a play on Freddy Krueger the last season. Uh, it uh, was yeah. when they had the, Spoiler the terrible. Alert. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Well, whatever. It's been out for two years. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. it's your fault. <laughs> uh, uh, also, like so, so another one, uh, Chris. You said the the Inception. I think Rick and Morty did the best take of mixing Inception and um, <laughs> and Freddy uh, Krueger movies all in one Nightmare on Elm Street movies in a one episode was pretty good. And I, my favorite part of the Rick and Morty episode is, uh, I think we hit dream bedrock as an Inception. <laughs> they could keep going in dreams. And at the end, it's just the little girl from <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street going in a circle. Uh, another one was recently, you guys told me about it and I watched it. All, almost all of them, I'm not finished, was Behind Her Eyes, which is a newer Netflix show. Oh, Chris, have you watched that yet? No, that was a Tim pick. Yeah, it's no. pretty awesome. And they do the same thing. And I think it's a good segue into lucid dreaming because in the show, they're they they have a book uh, and they keep passing around. It's like always do the same thing over and over and over again. And it's like, look at your hand 
and count your fingers and pinch yourself and ask yourself if you're dreaming. And when you realize you're dreaming, open a door to wherever you want. And that's actually like a super awesome, hardcore, good way to lose a dream. So the the first rule, and I'll go over like three rules, and I've been take I've actually taken a couple lucid dreaming courses. Uh, there's a good one on Mind Valley uh, from uh, Charlie Morley, mm-hmm. um, who's uh, pretty pre- pretty awesome. Uh, he has like this whole series. You can find his YouTube videos and stuff. He's done a million cl- lessons and classes and stuff. And then uh, my favorite guy, who's a hypnotist, and then. Is like a lucid dreamer is Luigi Skimbarella, I think Skimbarella. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's British. They're both British, but he's uh, uh, has the best voice. And if you can find one of his like sleep meditations, like <laughs> it was like he just I I was I I was talking to him like on a Zoom call. It was like me and one other guy and and him and I was like he was talking and I was like starting to fall asleep (laughs) he's answering the question i asked him i was like hey if i what do you think about mugwort he's like oh i don't don't, blah 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 but he's not he's like so calm about it and talking about this mugwort (laughs) and going to sleep but he he's he's ridiculous because he he's meditates now like so when he lucid dreams he blanks it out like 11 and stranger things except he doesn't see anything and just meditates because he said it's the quietest place he can find Here's the thing, and here's why I, I like lucid dreaming, and I'll, I'll, I'll give everybody the, the how-to in a minute, and I, I, talk, I talk about this all the time. It's like my thing, and I, I, I should practice what I preach because I, <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, kind of, I kind of like have, problem. I have like a lazy way to do it every night. The number one thing, and here are the three rules. Rule number one, remember your dreams, and it's easy to remember your dreams tell yourself to remember your dreams. And I almost, I, I've been doing this a lot because it's almost like uh, you have all these new age people and they talk about, oh, your shadow self, or your sub, all these different ways of thinking about your subconscious or whatever. And, and if you think about it, your your conscious brain, your thoughts are only taking up about 20% of what's actually going on behind the scenes, like blood pressure, like like doing all kinds of crazy stuff or like worried about a mountain lion attacking you, all this other stuff. So like you, I almost envision myself in the, in the time to do it as the hypnagogic state, which Chris or Tim could probably talk about a little more, but uh, I almost like envision myself turning around and I'm kind of like, all right, tonight we're going to remember dreams like mm-hmm. we as in mm-hmm. you and me subconscious or what, <laughs> yeah, whatever's back well, there yeah. because it's you have to convince yourself that this is what you do because like chris was talking about garbage dreams what do you do you flush it out and there's a, here's this is rule number one for for dreaming is remembering your dreams and telling yourself to remember your dreams yep. don't even worry about lucid dreaming spend like two weeks just remembering your dreams and getting in the habit of it and once you convince it's like uh i forgot what part of your brain actually like is like the uh telephone operator that's deciding yeah. what to remember you just have to make sure that telephone operator remembers the dreams another part yeah. of it is like the what is the fluid tim like that's around your brain water (laughs) spinal fluid spinal fluid or whatever is actually flushing and doing all this other stuff when you're sleeping but if you don't change positions when you wake up and here's how to remember part two of rule number one is remembering your dreams in the morning is to actually remember them or at night if you wake up at five in the morning don't move don't move hold still and say now because you'll be like oh i forgot my dream don't do that 
it takes about five seconds to come back. So you just lay there. If you move and you start swishing that fluid around, it's easier for you to forget oh, your dream. Interesting. So if you have to, and that's also how a lot of lucid dreaming uh, tricks are: is not to move. So wake and never don't move a muscle and just try to go back to sleep. That's one method of lucid dreaming. As soon as way. I try not to move, though, my shoulder starts hurting. Oh, it's I like do it thing. instantly. As soon as so. I say not to move, like whatever. We all have the same problem. I'll probably yeah. like get up and bash my head into the wall or something. You <laughs> it's kind of like uh, that kids in the hall sketch about not putting salt in your eyes. What did my mother always say about taking care of my eyes? Well, first of all, never put salt in your eyes. Never put salt. Never put salt. Never put salt. Put salt. Put salt. Put salt. Put salt. Put, 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 put salt. Never put. Never. Never. Always put salt in your eyes. <laughs> Like, so that that's rolled up in, into re another part to that is writing down in a dream diary. And I can just, I just do it on my phone on like notes and I'll yeah. do like a few, a few notes and here I'll, I'll, I'll read off like, like so, some dumber ones that I did. All, I, and, and like, it, it's just enough for you to remember your dream that, which I'll get into for, for rule number two, but, but remembering your dream, like uh, says mashed potatoes at some event place later apologizing to friend for Monroe not being that cool. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I won a contest. Lots of women gave me candy. <laughs> uh, here's another one. Going to Chris's house. Here's one with you guys. <laughs> I'll read the whole thing. Going to Chris's house in a new Prius was... Uh, <laughs> Mary was driving and doing crafts at the same time. It had autopilot. <laughs> uh, somehow I went over a ledge into the ocean. Uh, in the waves, I called out to Mary to come to me. Next thing I knew, we were out and at Chris's house with the whole family. I realized I didn't have insurance and started yelling. Meredith's dad looked away. <laughs> Why don't I have insurance? I went, yes, so I yelled. $25,000 gone. Lots of, there, there are lots of, there are lots of kids running around. I went to Chris's studio to get away. Uh, was trying to, I've never been to Chris's new house, by the way, but I think I've seen the studio in the background or whatever. Yeah. Uh, was trying to pull insurance guard to call insurance company. Chris came in, Chris came in to cheer me up, but I was looking through a folder for the insurance card. I saw uh, insulation sa samples from our attic <laughs> uh and knew that was a long time ago uh and realized i was dreaming a bunch of little came, kids came in the studio and i left like that that was more i never write it down that much but it must i think i was quasi lucid in that i feel like what's hard what's hard for you though nate with lucid dreaming though is even though i think in that dream it sounded like you knew you were lucid you were so focused on the task at hand that you yeah. had to finish your dream responsibility. I like, I know I'm dreaming, but I have to finish this insurance thing. Yeah. I have to. It's, it, it's it, part it, of a it, thing. Like, great. Chris, dream Chris. It's fine. I'm fine. Okay. I'm fine. <laughs> but I have to, I just have to call the insurance. It's fine. It's whatever. But isn't that definitely like a garbage dream? Like that just no. seems like shit from your day. Yeah. It, yes and no. Like, so, well, this is not part of the rule thing. You were talking about things not having meaning. Like there, there's no such thing as uh, looking online to what does a snake mean in my dream? And like, yeah. if you'll, I I'll tell you now, if you look it up, it'll say it means j danger, warning or change coming or whatever. Bullshit. Like it's, it's what is whatever you're dreaming about mean to Me you? To you. Maybe yeah. you had a pet snake early in childhood and you, you love Mr. Snakes. Slithers. 
Yeah, exactly. Who knows? Mr. <laughs> Slithers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember Mr. Slithers. Poor little Mr. Slithers. Is that real? Oh, yeah. wait. And Nate's in the Weaver house? Yeah. yeah I kept that was him a, in a snake? I thought that was a, a newt. No, he lived in the dehumid or the, in the humidifier, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> For a while. Then he choked Mr. on a cricket. Mr. Slithers, was a, that wasn't even a Simpsons joke. That was pre-Simpsons. It, yeah, it wasn't anything to do with Smithers. It was a slithery snake called Slithers. Mr. Slithers. <laughs> I mean, I get it, but I thought it was... <laughs> the way to think about it, I think about it as dreaming is your brain sorting through all the stuff and trying to figure out problems or whatever. And your consciousness is kind of there for the ride and watching this happen and being like, because your consciousness is the timekeeper in your life. Like you're, if, if you want to get like super crazy, everything's happening everywhere all at once. Right. Yeah. Like, but the human, human conscious consciousness, your consciousness is kind of like tracking that experience and cataloging it, cataloging it or whatever. Yeah. And lucid dreaming, what's happening is you're now you're a participant and no longer an observer. Mm -hmm. Rule number two is setting your intention on, to, on lucid dreaming. So you could say, tonight I will recognize I'm dreaming and be in control of my awareness. Uh, and it, the, the rule, by the way, is to say your intention 20 times. Uh, that and makes sense. That, that will set it. So as you're, I'm so tired, you lay it on your side or back, just say, tonight I will remember my dream and be in control of my dream is fine. You yeah. could just say that. It just something, Your Luigi something... friend's mantra was too smart sounding. I tried yeah, that one, yeah, I yeah, couldn't yeah. do it. I Can mean, we do it in a Luigi voice or is that? Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's well, British. I just, we'll, we'll find the sound clip. It's fine. I'll send you a, a little clip of him saying it so you can hear it. The next time I dream, I will recognize that I am dreaming and I will be in full control of my awareness. And I'll take it one step further than that is you can add what you want to do in the dream. Like, so for instance, I was all about like seeing what I could do to change myself physically in the dream, like repair stuff. And and the rule is, and Charlie Morley's class is uh, the Tibetan monks who would actually partner up with each other and watch somebody's go into REM sleep. And then they'd give them a trigger or say something so they would recognize and then be and meditate within their dream, which sounds like a really boring monk thing to do with a lucid dream. But uh, they would do it, it. But they said it's seven times if you meditate within your dream or do whatever, try to heal something. It's seven times more effective than doing it in the waking world. Interesting. I wanted to try this. So I set the intention of like, you know, I, I will lucid dream and I'm going to heal myself. And then I was like, oh, I'm dreaming. What am I going to do? Like, I didn't I, I didn't plan ahead enough for the yeah. dream, and you really need to plan the dream. What I did is I imagined myself, okay, my body on a table, and I took a big flower sifter, and I tried to scoop up all the toxins or precancerous cells and, and yeah. throw them out. And then after a while, I, you know who knows what went off to smurf land or something but <laughs> don't expect the dream to take forever a lot of times in lucid dreaming once you start remembering your dreams or recognizing your dreaming you'd be like you're trying to open a door like oh wait i'm dreaming and you can open the door and th yeah. and that's that's kind of where i am now like on I, I think if you really practice lucid dreaming get it a couple times a week but what you can do every night is kind of either uh, program your dream, which I've done, which is fantastic. You could say, I want a Goonies-like adventure tonight as you're falling asleep and have it, but make sure you say, tonight I'll remember my dream, Goonies adventure. Or for me to heal, I'd say tonight, uh, I'll remember, remember my dreams. I'll remember my dreams. I'm going to lucid dream and I'm going to try to fix 
you know, my hurt toe or like add fluids. And maybe I'll like imagine myself in a Star Trek, you know, sure weird bed and, you know, zap laser zapping my toe or something. So, yeah. you know, who knows? And maybe I'll wake up and my toe won't hurt, you know? So uh, I think that the dream planning is a really important thing too, yeah. to add that. So that's part of the intention, right? So, so mm -hmm. that's part of it. But and, I think the most important thing is remembering it because I will go into other types of dreams here in a little bit. And I'm almost always doomed because I don't remember my dreams. Hey, it's there's, uh, if you follow astral projection sub things do it's, um, this one guy that was having a really hard time with astral projection. I was reading his little, the first time he did it, he changed his mantra. He would do that going to sleep too. And he was setting intentions and, but he was setting like, I, I want to talk to a guardian. I want to find out my purpose. I want to do all that and failed, 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 failed. And then he changed it to, cause he was like, I think I am getting out, but it's like a dream. And so before he'd fall asleep, his mantra to go to sleep was he would talk to his subconscious as if it was mm -hmm. uh, the conductor of the train. Yeah. And yeah. he'd say, Hey, if I get out, will you help me remember it? And that was the whole thing. Yeah. But it's a it's a strategy. That's the that's the main thing. And I mean, also, I'm sure it works differently for everybody. So, but you find what works for you, I guess. I'll I'll stop on the the two rules. I think I think I've gotten two two point two is enough. And that so just to, to recap, because uh, it by the way all of this does work, and we you know why why not why not enjoy it? So for the next week after you hear this podcast, tell yourself to remember the your dreams. Maybe two weeks after that add lucid dreaming and after that i there is a rule three i gotta tell you and that's doing re reality checks through the day pinch your nose try to breathe through your nose try to push your finger through your hand an easy one that i do throughout the day is just look at your hand which they do in uh, behind your eyes too and just because it's easy because it, it's hard for you to render that in a dream just get in the habit of like, uh, my toe hurts right now. It doesn't hurt when I'm dreaming. I'm not dreaming. And you sound like a crazy person, but if you do it enough, like you'll be all of a sudden like well, the, eating. The one I know is the one it says, when you walk into a room, just any room, just ask if you're dreaming because that's something you do every day. And that's something you do in your dreams. So you uh, walk in yeah. a room, it's like, am I dreaming? And then it's like, nope. Oh, but I pace. I pace the the house all day doing random stuff. There's no way I could keep up with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. But you just tell if you get in the habit of like, or look at a clock, or try to read something. So every time you read something throughout the day, say, "I must not be dreaming because I can read this." Just to recap your three points: one, remember your dreams; two, maintain awareness throughout your dream; three, check. If you're dreaming, those that's your to paraphrase. Yeah, reality your, check. Yeah, yeah. Reality, reality, reality check. check. Okay, that that's a summarization. So that that that, that definitely helps. Um, I mean, just to like real quickly get your opinion. Do you guys think that I would say this is a rarity? But sometimes you have a conversation or a meeting with another person, like another real person in your dream, and you know that that is actually happening. Like you think that they're having a dream at the same time and that they're talking to you. Do you believe that's even possible? Yes. I've talked to a lot of people in dreams. I don't know if they're another dreaming party. I would say I it's rare, but yeah. I would say occasionally it happens. So I was like, if I it's never someone I see on a daily basis. Cause I don't think I would need to have a conversation with someone that can actually ask if that happened, but it'd be like someone I haven't seen like 
15 years and it's just like i was in a car with so and so and we're having a conversation and there's no way that that person was a figment of my subconscious like that person was without a doubt having the same dream with me at the same time and i have no way to verify it i feel like it's rare but it occasionally happens Oh, actually, that totally is on point with our listener contributions. So we did have some listener contributions of of dreams that they thought were interesting. Uh, and the first one, I think, totally connects with this, which is an email we got from Alexandra, uh, which I'll just go ahead and read since, it, since it's a, an email. So thank you, Alexandra, for writing in. Uh, that's just so awesome when uh, people reach out to us. We love it. So you should also, whenever in doubt, Write us at wizard at dorfu.com, W-I-Z-A-R-D at dorfu.com, D-O-R-F-Y-O-U.com. Anyway, so here is Alexandra's uh, dream. Hey guys, I listened to the podcast and it's great. I wanted to share a story for the upcoming episode on dreams. It's pretty interesting. The story involves my best friend who was staying over that night. We probably fell asleep around 1 a.m. or so. I had a pretty vivid dream where I was walking along the shoreline of some beachfront motel. My best friend was present in the dream and we were trying to locate our room at this motel. We stumbled upon a strange looking key in the sand and figured out that it opened a door to to an abandoned room. This room was extremely creepy. There were sheets covering all the furniture and dust everywhere. I remember feeling super scared and uncomfortable in this room and there was a looming dark presence. The dream itself isn't all that interesting. What's interesting, however, is what happened when I woke up. Maybe an hour or so after we both went to sleep, I remember waking up uh, to my best friend who shot out of bed she started to explain uh, the dream she was having and how we both, uh, how we were both at this strange beach motel. I was in shock because she described the exact dream I had. We were both super freaked out and every single detail of our two dreams were the same, right down to the key and the creepy room. We still talk about it to this day. Were we in the same dream world? Did I astral travel into her lucid dream? Whatever it was, it was pretty cool. I hope you guys find this to be an interesting story. Alexandra, uh, we definitely do. Uh, that's, that's totally what I mean. I think it's very rare, but I swear to God, I am stuck in dreams sometimes with people that I'm like, we don't need to be in the same place. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not talking like a best friend or an ex-girlfriend or something. I mean, like that person I met for 10 minutes at the party and we're both equally kind of freaked out that we're in the same room or having the same dream, but I wouldn't even know how to reach out to that person's like, Hey, two nights ago, did you dream that we were on a roller coaster? And <laughs> But I do think it's possible. I think it's very rare, but I think it's possible. And I think it's super interesting. I think Alexander brings up a good point that it might not necessarily be a shared dream space, but an astral projection moment. So that that's uh, to I'll I'll get a pitch uh, a couple different books. Uh, Monroe's uh, Journeys Out of the Body is like I gave you guys a link to an audio book that uh, somebody yeah. sent me or shared on audible yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I have it, yeah. but but yeah it's it's a great book to read there's two things with astral projection that they talk about at monroe one is local one which is you're floating around in the reality that you see every day here the other one is what they call local two which is a place of almost like a dreamlike manifestation place where your consciousness can meet up with other consciousness and, and everything's kind of hard to talk and communicate through because yeah. to, it's like um, you're also it's different subjective realities. Yeah, I've, I'll, I'll, t- I'll give you three quick, quick dreams. 
that it freaks me out. Like it, when I set an intention before I figured out what I wanted to do was like, I want to know what Tim was talking about astral projection. So one time Monroe's technique or his old first old one is he had picture himself like in a hypnagogic state, moving his consciousness down to his chest and then out six feet and then trying to like reach out and grab it or something. And then he just yeah, yeah. kind of pop out. So, um, and that's in his book, if you want to check on it. And I, I tried that in a dream state. I was like, oh, I'm lucid. I want to try Monroe's method. Yeah. And then I did that, felt like body vibration thing. And I was like, okay, where do I go? I was like, Isle of Man, because I'm into the uh, motorcycle stuff. And it's kind of like cool to yeah, watch. Yeah, it's cool, but, cool place. Uh, if yeah. you <laughs> want, want to watch the uh, Isle of Man uh, TT. But, but anyway, so I get there and there's a race going on. I'm like, oh, I want to find a bar. And I just kind of like run off i'm like i think i'm dreaming and this is an astral projection because i'm running and i'm i'm not um out of breath because i ran down the the street on the british island yeah. until i found a pub went up there and there's a bar and everyone was kind of like not letting me in and this lady yeah. was like have a seat and then uh, i i sat down or whatever and she drew a symbol on my arm this old lady and i was like i'm never gonna yes. remember that i'm an, i'm dreaming she's like i think you'll remember this one and then i woke up i was like oh shit, i gotta write and draw that symbol uh and then other times i i, I might get like hey you can open this uh all, all the answers you're looking for is in this box but if you open it you can never tell somebody i'm like ah you know, well, and it might be but, you know but so the, so the my box. thing is that that's a difference so i think there's a, a couple of different types of dreams and one we haven't talked about is what i refer to as initiatory dreaming which is the rarest of the rare i'm talking like three times in your life you might have this dream and before you have it you have to have gone through Nate's training regimen and be able to remember the dream. Because if you have an initiatory dream and you don't remember it, you're, you're fucked. <laughs> like that sucks. Uh, so explain, I think like, give us an example. I have one. So I believe I have had maybe two initiatory dreams in my life. And one of them, there's just no way around it. It is not a normal dream. I have remembered this dream every day since I had it, which was before I was interested in dreaming. So it wasn't like I had done any training, which is why I don't exactly remember um, all of the details of the dream. But, you know, there's a lot of like magical stuff out there, like orders and like training and all of it says a lot of dreaming is where you get a lot of insights and can actually make contact with um information that's in the universe and uh it, you could you know that's that's valid and is actually happening so very quickly i will keep this dream to like one minute yeah. but uh, it's very quick uh i have a notes for my dream journal and i think it was really interesting so i had a middle of the night i, I, I was dreaming i was suddenly um in a castle uh, and by castle, I want you to picture a stone lighthouse, but without the lighthouse components. So like a, uh, a stone tower that's like two, three stories tall. It's all stone. But instead of a lighthouse at the top of this thing, it's just one open stone chamber. Uh, big does it have a roof on it or is it, it like does you have can a see? roof but it's like all windows that have no glass in it so it would be very like a pavilion on top of a two-story tower all very thick stone it's on the edge of a cliff in the mediterranean ocean um and there's nothing in the room except a woman <laughs> a single woman wearing a very plain dress she 
This is very odd because I don't know, I know nothing about Greece or the Greek language, but she only spoke Greek and I did not. So she spoke to me telepathically in the dream and kept a distance of about 15 feet from me. Uh, she explained a couple things. One, um, she started saying like, oh, I'm glad you're here. Let's begin and do this as quickly as possible before you wake up. Uh, she explained to me three rules of magical expression and three important words that I must remember in order to advance. I do not remember these words. No! <laughs> she oh, also man. said it was very important for me to remember her name, and I think in order to reach out to her for future information, Dude. I said her name is Greek, and I was having a hell of a time remembering it. The name is Katatika. I, I was having so much trouble remembering her name that she started showing me the letters of how to spell it. Oh uh, my God, Chris, that, is, oh, that is amazing. It hasn't even, it even gets crazy. She also said in one of the important parts of my magical training that she was showing me that, um, uh, I mean, she spent a lot of time on her name. She talked about how important tone and expression were to effective contact and effective ritual that it's not just a matter of memorization of something that tone and the manner of expression is more important and that she says if i'm interested in this that's where i'm sucking at is like i'm just going through the motions and like the will and expression of the words is more important than the words themselves she then said i needed to trust her and then prove her prove myself and in order to prove myself i had to jump out the window below so i i quickly look out the window and it is a straight three-story drop to a rocky coast into the Mediterranean thing. There's no human could make this jump and land in the water. I looked out, was nervous, and then looked at her and she just said, no hesitation, and I just jumped immediately. I didn't have any plan or anything, I just jumped. But while I was jumping, I said, I'm gonna make this jump. It wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, by flying, oh, by jumping really hard, I said, I will not hit the rocks. Like in my brain, it was this instant thing. I fell and I landed in the water. Like it's impossible, but my jump was like 50 yards. Landed in the water, and this is all a point of view. So this was all very real. And I landed in the water. It, it was waist deep and very warm. And she was behind me. When I, I landed in the water, I looked behind me. She's behind me and she is stoked. She was like, she was pleased with my performance. And she, uh, what did she say? Um, she, she, well, she was very pleased. And then I started wading to the shore and it was very pleasant feeling in the water. And I woke up and this was when I was living in New York City uh, and the entire room smelled like gardenias. And I don't mean in my dream state, meaning like I was almost choking on the smell of gardenias and there is nothing in my apartment, no perfume, no smells, no anything that would make this happen. And it's like, I'm suffocating by this very pleasant smell. I mean, it was like a really, really great smell. Um, and then, and I woke up and I stood up and I was like, oh, well, the smell will go away as I wake up and the smell didn't go away. So I went and got water and came back in the room and the smell was completely gone. Um, so I would say that was an initiatory dream. That was, that's some amazing, Chris. Yeah, How long all my ago dreams compared to that are pieces of shit. But that was also like 10 years ago. <laughs> and that was also right when I first started getting into like the history of ritual magic and stuff. Uh, um, I've had a few other dreams or I would say even like ghost attacks where I woke up and the room smelled just like awful, like shit and like just the worst smells. 
Um, and then other times where it was a positive thing and the smell is that same gardenia smell. So I think that I, might be a you thing, not like a dream thing. Well, I think I, they're connected. I, I your think it's like manifestation is like, but I think it was a reward, I th but I think that's like maybe my psychic ability, maybe my psychic ability, because I don't really have a vision and I don't really, but I think that smell kind of maybe was part of that. But anyway, I think that's, I think that happens. I think it's very rare and you want to be well-versed in dream memory for when that yeah, happens. You, get, you have to remember it. And I, that's by the way, your whole thing is right out of the children's guide to astral projection by the oh, way really? yeah and it's it's the idea of finding your guide and once you find your guide you can ask you the the trick is to ask their name and if you have their name then you can ask in if next time you're in a lucid state you can ask for astral projecting or whatever you just kind of ask for that and by the way that's uh that's what i i meant to remember for tip number four rule number uh -huh. four uh, it, it's Rules. more of a tip it's not really a rule it's a, it's more of a tip and uh you can do this i do this meditating as well uh and that's if you're not sure about something or you can't see it you can say stuff to yourself or yell it out because you you mentioned that earlier yeah is you could say clarity now or be like why am i here or you can yeah. ask questions just by shouting it out and you can do that in in a uh, wakeful state as well uh usually if i'm trying to um do a meditation or whatever mm -hmm. or, or trying to like focus in like it's almost like focus focus you mm -hmm. know or what do, we, mm -hmm. what do we always joke about if it's like if you're looking at a spy satellite like Harrison Ford is, does like enhance, enhance, enhance. So start yelling that in your dream and see what happens. Because because if you but if by physically yelling it out or verbally or whatever, yeah, you're now projecting that intention within your dream state, and you will have a reaction, good or bad, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. one one thing I've been trying to bring it up, but you guys are really excited and telling yeah. cool stories. So I didn't want to interrupt. Bring it up. Whether it's uh, you know, dreaming about finding a spooky key in the sand and then you and your best friend are having the same mm -hmm. dream of exploring the scary hotel, or I mean Chris's is a little bit different, but uh it's uh dream telepathy and it's been studied pretty extensively mm. yeah. uh, by Freud. He was the first one to do it. Well, who was um, Freud's protege? Young. Carl Young, yeah. Mm -hmm. Carl Jung. Jung. Jung is young. Though Jung was like the... The cool one. The cooler. The <laughs> way cooler. Because he was like, yeah, you're hallucinating demons. You, you talk to the demons. You don't take pills to make them go away. You ask yeah. what they want. Like, he got into it. That was like... Yeah, the Red Book. Awesome man. spooky stuff. Um. No, it's uh, they studied it, and there's a long story short. If you want to flip through their uh, Wikipedia page about it, they were unable to prove it was a thing. Sure, uh, but it's still cool that it's been experienced enough that other people uh, on a professional level have tried to study it to see if they can reproduce those results. And I think that's what all of you are getting at. All of Nate and his Monroe friends, and Chris and his uh, initiatory dreaming, and his magic friends. Um, it's reproducing the results that you got once yep. or twice or whatever. It's all about, you know, the, the scientific method. Uh, can I give it, uh, let me tell you a quick little bit. I have, uh, this, uh, book memoirs of a psychic spy from Joseph, Joseph, 
Joseph, Joseph Mc McMonagle, whatever Joe McMonagle, who we talk about all the time. Uh, but but one of the things uh, he he did in, in the book, uh, this was during the 80s, and he was at Stanford and they had him hooked up and he was Agent 001 or whatever. We talk about him a lot. He does. He's pretty, pretty good at the remote yeah. viewing thing. But anyway, they were trying to see if he could remote view in a lucid dream. So what he did to lucid dream, they strap him all in with all the EEGs. He's at Stanford. Uh, he's laying down and the rule is he will communicate with them by moving his eyes uh, left, right, left, right. And that's how he'll, they'll know that he's lucid dreaming and he's ready uh, to, to remote view. Yeah. So what he, he, what he did is he had the, he had set the intention that uh, he, he says, if I'm in a dream and riding a bicycle down a dirt road on a country road, I realize if I realize I'm dreaming, all I have to do is stop the bike, put the kickstand down, stand next to the bike in a dream state, look over both shoulders four times in rapid successions, left, right, left, right, left, right. Then the EEG picks it up. They see his eyes moving that way. And they realize he's aware that he's dreaming and ready for the experiment to start. And he did this. That's awesome. Uh, so what he did is what happened is up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. But then whatever. he'd have infinite tries or 30 <laughs> yeah. tries. 30. Uh, so in the first experiment that he did, he found a major problem in the protocol. And it says, I was actually riding a bike on a dirt road somewhere in the countryside and realized I needed to be awake uh, and aware and I had a job to do. So I signaled him left, right, left, right, up, down, up, down. Uh, I had no idea whatsoever where the lab was, uh, never mind what door I was supposed to be entering uh, and what I was supposed to be remote viewing. So he didn't know. Uh, so what he did is he uh, closed his eyes in his dream state, clicked his heels together three times like Dorothy of the Wizard of Oz, and get, set the intention that he would be standing wherever the remote viewing target actually was. And so he did that and it was in a Swiss mountainside or whatever. And he was like, it was crystal clear. Uh, and then when he woke up, he drew it and then they showed him the picture. And he was like, he was like, it's the first time it was like he remote viewed that it was like beyond clear. It was a yeah, little so it was more effective. In a, in a Swiss, th Swiss thing, but he didn't do it for long. He did it for whatever study they had at Stanford, but he stopped doing it because he's like, I need my sleep or whatever. Like he's yeah. like this army dude. He's he's not trying to prove anything. He's he already, doesn't need to prove he's anything. Been around the he's like, all right, scientist, you get your data. I'm out of here. I need my sleep. And so he'll go off and sleep. But I thought that was like amazing. And that's definitely yeah. something to try or just like, it's all about setting your attention. And so that there, there you have it. We're not going to, I don't think we should talk about lucid dreams anymore, except Chris, I'm super jealous that you found this, uh, this guide and, and the fact that you know her name tonight for like a good homework thing would be like set the intention of remembering your dreams and calling out uh recognize your dreaming and call out to what is her name katatika katatika say hey katatika, also, if any of our listeners back? are greek and can help me spell that correctly i was really hoping but it was it was like when she showed me the letters it was greek alphabet so i'm guessing it's katatika is how you pronounce it i actually don't know the letters that were being shown to me uh, but it was kind of something like Katatika with a K. Re reading's hard. Reading's hard. And a dream yeah. too. Jeez. Uh, I get. Let me give you another. Uh, this is not. This is a cheat. Cheat thing you can do. And uh, those are supplements. One you can buy off Amazon is galantamine. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, good luck trying to go back to sleep after you take one of those. It's actually a dementia drug. Uh, and, uh, but it's, it's over, over the, the counter. Kenny. Yep. And then uh, what uh, I talked to Luigi about this, and he said what he does is he mixes, he has placebos and uh, galantamine mixed up in the bottle. So he so never knows. Know and then uh it helps you go back to sleep because it does like ramp up the thinking a little bit but if you take it and try to if you in the middle of the night because you're it's like a a few hour uh few hour drug kind of like the effects i mean it doesn't make you high or anything it just helps you lose a dream or have memory recall is what it's for or for dementia people any Uh, any recall so it's more memory recall thing but it's definitely it'll it'll work i don't know if it's uh you know if if i don't take it personally just because it's not wrestle uh another thing i I do do drink mugwort tea sometimes i think that he luigi told me oh that's a placebo i was like "Eh, it kind of works so maybe it's a good working placebo for me don't do too Uh, much mugwort it can be carcinogenic at like it's great levels it's i read it was the opposite it's like fight fights cancer um Uh, it's re- no mugwort super it's an abortive agent at high levels so yeah women if you're that's a great point yeah if you're pregnant age. or trying to get pregnant do not take mugwort if you're these are only for dudes take the mugwort and then um or ladies that's not uh, pregnant ladies <laughs> and postmenopausal women uh blue lotus is another good one to try and uh anything that um you know, keeps the brain going, but lets you sleep. I, th- I think is pretty good. I you know what's awesome about blue lotus flowers, hmm. uh, despite its history and how it can help you dream and everything, is they smell wonderful. And I didn't feel like making tea, so I just ate one of the flowers, <laughs> and they taste like they smell. And it's really weird to have a. Pr- it's like coffee smells wonderful, but it tastes bitter and weird. But the uh, the flowers, the middle part was really stu- tough and fibrous. I wasn't, I wasn't able to eat that all the way. But it uh, it also <laughs> we could dip them maybe, Tom. You know, like I just yeah, chewed it a cup for a while. Dip it, flower dippers. Yeah, uh, why don't you do? Oh that my god, co- that's such a good product to sell. That's wow. what I'm maybe saying. We Instead don't of- publish this quite yet because i do have a connection for blue lotus and uh maybe we make flower dippers right instead of making tea you just uh little dip pouches tea dip. little dip pouches tea dippers. You, tea dippers yes oh, oh my god you can still spit stuff chamomile it's sleepy time dip what yeah they they make the fake uh the fake it's a little tea bag list. would be just the same thing but give you you know just a little bit of a it'd a be all the kick. you know all the uh the rednecks that are still dipping. they're like I, I gave up kodiak by picking up this tea and i haven't picked up tobacco in a week but god do i dream every night i'm in the biggest dream monster dip. truck ever i've dipped say, in dreams before I, uh, I, I i lucid dream i dipped uh that was oh, the, you did the other the other day didn't you well it's a few weeks ago i was like oh i'm lucid dreaming i can do whatever i want oh tobacco oh i need a beer bottle to spit in oh uh <laughs> you know it oh i need a cinnabon i was like ooh, i can eat all the cinnabons i want and then i go to the cinnabon cinnabon guy like i was always by the way at a mall when i'm lucid dreaming which sucks i go to the cinnabon place and uh i'm like hey 
I want a Cinnabon. It's okay. I could eat it. I'm dreaming. And he's like, you sure about that? As he pushes the Cinnabon over to me, <laughs> I was like, yeah, Cinnabon. You know, so that's, you know, I think you find out what truly. That guy that made that Cinnabon is. didn't know it was a dream. We have three more user submitted dreams. Let's hear them. Yeah, and just to throw it, I haven't listened to any of these. I wanted a raw reaction from everybody. Our, our goal isn't to uh, define and interpret, but if we have something to add, maybe we could, but it's just to sort of hear other people's dream experience. Hey guys, it's Amber and Maddie from Witches Talking Tarot, and uh, we hope you guys are doing well. Um, we just, per uh, your request we saw on Twitter, we wanted to share with you a couple of our dreams. And they like go together. It's they crazy. Do. Like same night kind of dream. It's nuts, you guys. Yeah, and it's happened twice. And you guys have spurred me on to realizing something that I will will discuss as we present. So the first one, um, I had a dream where I was at a tarot party and Maddie was there and there was tarot cards and like there were just people all moving around and like i feel like i was a tarot reader in the situation it was kind of a disconnected dream mm -hmm. i didn't recognize the household that i was in but it had a very corally like coral pink vibe going mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. and i don't know that i recognize the people other than you um, um so in my version of the dream um, I would go ahead and say I was definitely in a house, but it was almost like a tint type, the same corally color. Okay. Um, but Did everything, everything was like black though. It's weird. It was almost like looking yes, into it. Yes, it was like abyss. dark. It was like dark, but that's like corally glowing. That's why I would compare it to like a circus tint almost. Okay, I get you know that. what I'm talking like, about? Yeah, I do. Cause like, I definitely felt like I was in a house, Okay. but like that there was darkness around, but like where I was, there was like corally pink glow almost like a yes. candle glow kind mm -hmm. of light mm -hmm. but not from a candle but that was like the lighting so but the, everything else was like dark and shadowy around if that uh, makes sense no totally because like as if i was in a bubble of right light. right maybe that's why i'm calling it like a a tint, um, feeling. A tint yeah. feeling but anyway there were other people around but i couldn't make them out i wouldn't go so far as to call them shadow people because right. i could see that they were like, people right they were they existed in the plane right of the dream. <laughs> but i couldn't make out their face yeah same like i have they no were within those shadows yeah. and in my dream, the tarot cards were kind of like moving. Or they were like fucking. Yeah, you said they like around. floated or something. Yeah, they like, did. Uh, I have no idea what the cards said. I have no idea. Yeah, in my dream, the cards were on the table. Like mm -hmm. I don't, I I have a memory of something about levitation, but you and I have already discussed this dream, so I don't know if it's bleeding into right, or if that is what I told you in the first place. Here's the thing that getting ready to give you guys these dreams, I realized we each separately had this dream on the same night and told each other about it later. Mm -hmm. But it was before we did our first tarot party. Oh, maybe that's why we, we were, maybe we were thinking about it. I don't know, what do you know? We didn't, we weren't booked for our first tarot party yet. Oh, wow. That's and the color theme of that was- Amber, you're blowing my mind. I know, I know. I was like, was that a premonition dream? <laughs> right? like, the tarot, guys, the tarot party, like the It was amazing. It was amazing. But like their decorations were like fall themed, so it was dark colors and corally colors. 
They were. They were. They yes. were. It was practical magic themed, but like the food was dark gorgeous. colors and it was gorgeous, but it was decorated like the cookies. They were decorated in dark colors and corally colors. And I was just like, as I was thinking about the fact that we're going to get share this with them, I was like, did we have a premonition dream about doing that tarot party? I together? wonder if we did. I wonder because if we like. Did. How weird is it to have the same dream? Right, on the same night, yeah. and then that happens. Yeah. Right, and so then we did it again, guys. We did do it again. We did do it Do again. you want me to go first? Yeah, go first, please. Okay, so my dream, I'm closing like my eyes. Yeah. I guess they can't see me. Right, yeah, this is so my dream, I was with a group of friends, that mutual friends that we have, but I remember going outside, and it was kind of snowing, but like when I was outside, it really started to pick up as I'm walking away to like a barn mm -hmm. and I get halfway to the barn and it's at this point, the snowflakes or maybe it's hail is so big, it hurts as it hits me. So I have to stop in the middle of the field. And then when I stop, it doesn't really hurt much anymore, but it's just falling all around me and I'm sitting in the middle of a blizzard. Yeah. And I remember wanting at some point, okay, I need to go back inside. I need to get back with my kids. And it just, it was peaceful, but it was so thick. It was like engulfing. Yes. Like, but not in a negative right, sense. Right, right, right. But like, but like closing in Embra on you. Yes, exactly. Right? Embracing you. That's a good way. Yes. That's a good way to put it. Um, so my dream that I had the same night, like, again, we both had a dream about a snowstorm on the same night. Mm -hmm. My dream, I was in this big open place. There were pine trees all on the sides of me. Um, and I was in like a house or a log cabin, something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't think I was in my house by any means. Maybe we're in the same place. Like, right. Literally, we had this dream on the same night, guys. So I walked out and it started snowing. It just started right when I snowing. And I just kept walking deeper and deeper into the forest and the snow just come, kept coming down. And it was just like this snowstorm. And I'm almost positive that it snowed very shortly after it we did. had this dream. Yes, it did, yes. Okay, which also reinforces my thought that somehow we share premonition dreams. When you think about perception as reality and like the way you interpret something versus the way I interpret something, I you know, know what I mean? it's almost like we're both we're in, the in the same space, space. but not able to communicate with communicate. each other. So we just have our Maybe own. Maybe we can't communicate because we're not aware that we're astral projecting right. oh my God, in the maybe. first place. It's crazy to me that we share premonition dreams. I know. Astral projection. Well, I one was see, I feel like it's the other one could be astral See, projection. I feel like it's more astral projection in my mind because it makes sense. Like when I was first learning the craft, sorry to get off on this and we'll we'll have to. Yeah, and you guys can totally cut this out. But right. we're just sharing with you about when, things like us. When I was first on the craft, one of the things are, are not first starting the craft but first learning about and getting to meet the pagan community around mm -hmm. here so mm -hmm. other people mm -hmm. in the craft um they had said if you're astro projecting and something goes wrong and 
you know, you're afraid of something, you can always call on another witch to help you. I don't think that's what happened. I'm not saying I called right, on you, but, but that opens the conversation to the possibility the of energy, just like being drawn together yes, with that energy because we yes, spend a lot of time together. That's what I was you know, thinking. We discuss our spirituality a lot. Together. Yeah. So I hope we gave you guys a lot of talking points because what do you think about that? Like, what do you think it's premonition? Do you think it's astral projection? Do you think it's both? Because like the tarot dream could definitely be a premonition right. dream and the storm dream could definitely be an astral projection dream. Mm -hmm. And they could both be like really, really real. Right. Like, you know what I'm I mean? So like, curious. it's just, we've had the same dream on the same night twice. Right. And then both things happened. So take that with what you will. We hope this adds something to your episode, I guess. Thanks for sitting with us for a spell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thank you again to Witches Talking Tarot. That was awesome and also totally on point, like this kind of idea of dreams that um, maybe multiple people shared uh, the same dream. Uh, is this astral projection or is this some kind of tel telepathic kind of uh, synthesis of, of two, two people that know each other really well? Um, I think it could possibly be uh, completely an example of both of those things. Uh, in the case of the tarot party, maybe it is a little prophetic, like a prophecy kind of based dream, which clearly there is a long history of. Leave it to the witches talking tarot to have a tarot dream. <laughs> but yeah, I also think that it also shows that like maybe this is an initiatory dream. It sounds kind of like A, up their alley, but B, that they are kind of sharing a dream in the same sense, I think is very fascinating. Uh, I had one tarot dream, which I think maybe was initiatory once it was very, very, I won't go into it, but uh, I was at this weird house in the woods and there were witches everywhere, which is really weird and unusual for me. And I felt very uninvited and there was a, a witch that was dying on a bed and was very old and everyone was mad that I was there. And then she's like, she, they're gathering around her as she like dies and they're like, who the fuck is this guy? And she's like, I invited him. It's okay that he's here. He needs to know this. And she looks at me and holds up the card, the tarot card, Knight of Wands. And he's like, this is very important for you to remember. The Knight of Wands is an important card for you. And then she said a few things, which I don't remember, to the other witches. And then she started dying like, um, like uh, the good people from the the dark, dark crystal. crystal yeah like she and crumbled like she crumbles yeah she kind of crumbled and everyone's like screaming and unhappy and they're like they are like fuck you like they did not want me there but like it was her last wish and then they went on after to like mourn and i was like am i invited to that and they're like if you have to ask <laughs> but anyway i did feel like that was an important thing that i needed to know that card and that i was kind of accepted into this group of people that i then you're, you're also seems crazy. Ones. Yeah, those are crazy. But yeah, like, but those are also have, like six years apart. But we've had two dream telepathy experiences from two completely random listener experiences that we asked for to share. And it's just I feel like that's so rare. But we we had two of them. Well, let's hear. Let's hear. Uh, I, we have a, a friend of ours. Another friend of ours sent one in. Right. Yeah, like, we got know, one from Jer from the Neat Cast yeah. sent one in. Well, yeah, this could be, before we move on to the next one, could be our indie podcast uh, moment. You just heard from Witches Talking Tarot. That's the name of their podcast. It's Maddie and Amber. You can also find them at Classiest Witches on Twitter. 
Um, also, Dustin can read and watch and recap, and he also sent his promo with his dream experience, so we can play that either right before or after. Um, he's currently reviewing The uh, Magicians, the TV show. Um, also, Jeremy from the Neatcast had a really disturbing dream that he reached out to us, actually, for advice for a couple oh, months yes. ago. Yeah. So he's sharing that experience, but the Neatcast, outside of scary, uh, sullen dreams, uh, just had one about the 5,000 aliens that are accepted or something, but they did it as Randy Macho Man Savage as an alien. And I was at Lowe's like snarfling, laughing out loud around a bunch of like workers because the Macho Man Savage voices as an alien was fucking hilarious. It was pretty funny. I, I actually, I was, I had food poisoning recently and I was bedridden for like two days in the dark. I couldn't look at TV. I couldn't look at my phone because I'd throw up. So I just listened to podcasts. I think I like got at least seven, like I got caught up on uh, the neat cast for sure. So let's go ahead and do that one. We'll do Jer's dark dream. He sent us to say uh, they're so funny. Now let's listen to something terribly sad. Hey there, Nate, Chris, and Tim. This is Jeremy from the neat cast. I heard your guys last episode. You guys are looking for uh, dreams that really stood out to you and how they kind of change your perception of things. So I just wanted to share mine. Um, I actually sent this to Tim via the Twitter direct message, but I figured out to share it on the show. Uh, I had a very vivid dream uh, a couple months ago, uh, and just a disclaimer up front, this is really dark, but something happened in it that really stuck out to me. Um, also, this dream, unlike other dreams that fade as... Uh, time goes on this one all the details are really stuck uh, stuck with me throughout uh, all the days uh, like I can I can remember almost every detail vividly so here goes uh, I had a dream that my youngest daughter died in my arms um, really shocking I felt the weight of her in my arms uh, and that wasn't enough to shock me awake. I went through the whole funeral. I went through an entire weeks, many weeks worth of like spiraling out of control, losing the rest of my family due to like bad decisions. Um, and then uh, just going through the depression of losing a child. Uh, the thing that stuck out to me about this dream was I would visit places in the dream that I had been to with my child, but I hadn't been to in real life. And in the dream, I had memories inside the dream that happened, but it never happened in my actual life. Like, for example, uh, it really in the dream, uh, what stuck out was uh, we went to go visit like a monkey exhibit in a zoo and... Uh, I had memories of my daughter mimicking a monkey uh, and then I would mimic it back to her and we would laugh together and, but my daughter and I have never visited a zoo together in real life but it was, it was vividly recalled from my memory inside the dream it took me forever to come out of this dream and then uh, when I woke up, the emotions were so real, like it had actually happened, that I was I, I cried for like an hour. I had to go put hands on my kids to make sure they were okay. That's how vivid it was. 
Um, it, so I hope this helps with your segment, and uh, maybe you guys can provide some insight. But this dream will not go away. I think about it probably once every couple of days. And it just really, it bothered me to my core. So, hope you guys are having a good one. I love your show. And uh, thanks for having me on. So, there's two things I see going off. I mean, the dreams, as I say, they're not always in, intense, like, like prophecies i i think dreams can also be like working through problems i mean i mainly use dreams to solve problems in my day-to-day -day. like i mainly use dreaming or falling asleep to solve work problems like which is an awful way to like use your sleep but but like that's a real fear like as a parent that's like a fucking horrible tangible yep. fear and he or jerry you're just working through that in a way like you need to play it out to like see how you would react like just to like your brain's like i'm so afraid of this happening i need to like play scenarios out in that safe place and that safe place is dreaming like the subconscious gave him that experience so he yeah, could stop so worrying he could, about it so he could like process that information because otherwise he's just as like all dads he's just scared of this like worst case scenario the other thing i mean if you wanted to like say that it is super meaningful maybe it's like parallel universe thing like that happened in a in a, a parallel universe and you tap into it and so like it seems real and those experiences at the zoo were real because they were in this parallel track that like you he shifted of, a time shift yeah, yeah he, we, or he just had information given to him from a time shift and it was like oh shit and that's the most important shift in those two dimensions right it was like that was the the one that stood out and so either way you're fine jer but like Damn, that was dark. That's <laughs> we, we 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 talked we talked we were talking to him about this in real time too. Um, but he didn't did, tell us what it was about. He just yeah, said, "Well, kind of not to well, that." Well, kind you know. of, yeah. But in, in but in the comment to Chris is like, uh, "Dreams aren't necessarily prophetic, right?" Yeah, like, so, yeah, that's that's like, important. And, and if, if that if that were true, I would be a, a total mess. Like we'd all be institutionalized and it would just yeah. be terrible. So a hundred percent behind Chris uh, on that one. And I think that what you can find the meaning for in like Chris talks about fear all the time, like is understanding your, your fears and just witnessing that like in all meditation and mindful meditation and stuff is like looking you, you, you're not your thoughts, you know, like you have their errant thoughts too. Yeah. Uh, that I think, uh, it, they bother me in, in dreams or day. I'm always thinking about like just the, the worst possible thing could pop in my head. Like, Oh my God, that'd be terrible. If you know, yeah. game. and, and it's a, that just it's happened a, while you were dreaming. You yeah. had a lucid dream and your brain was like, Oh, what if a family member died? And it just played out everything. Well, well yeah. even it wasn't necessarily lucid it, and he was dreaming. Cause I think part of it is it's, it's as an observer or a participant. And that's kind yeah. of like, was he as a, an observer? Like Chris said, maybe he's, he's looking at one possible, you know, how would he react if, and his subconscious is working on that and he's an observer through it and not really in control of it. Now, I, I think that is sometimes scarier than than having control. And one thing yeah. that um, Charlie Morley does, which is one of the dream teachers I talked about, is work with um, British uh, service members who have uh, PTSD and lucid dreaming is far more effective than dr drugs and dealing with it. So if you mm -hmm. have a recurring nightmare, so if 
if Jer had this nightmare every night over and over and over and over and over again, the trick is lucid dreaming would be an excellent cure for that. Because if you're dreaming, you know, say, oh, wait, this is my dream I have every night. Stop, you know, and just kind of freeze it or just be like, turn everything into puppies or something for a second. Yeah, just be like, proves okay, that it's not real. Okay, it's not real. So why am I having this and how can I how can I come uh, like come to terms with this and it's yes. in, in that exactly and that's kind of up to i don't i'm not gonna i'm not an yeah. expert in this but but i will say it, it's gonna kind of kind of to to the person and if if the next time if this is reoccurring for jerry if, if he has those issues you know i think it's great because it, it tells you it really shows where his, his family values are and how yep. he's a good person and stuff and, and what he doesn't want to have happen and that's great because you it helps you secure in your own per, personal self who, who who you are and it like you talked about his life falling apart or whatever that's not going to happen to him just because i and i know it won't because that's kind of like i mean that was a whole secondary fear that just takes uh, you know yeah. you make three we're all three bad decisions from homeless yeah. uh and you just play it out in a dream it's it's scary to face yeah also to, to to shift a little bit did you guys ever hear that show awake from 2012 no alicia uh, and i crushed the first season it was so good but the essentially the plot is a, a detective like a police officer gets in a car crash with his wife and son in the car and when he wakes up, his wife is dead and his son is alive. But when he goes to sleep, he wakes up in his other reality where his son is dead and his wife is alive. Uh, that sounds so like he, uh, the man in High Castle kind of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. But he never falls asleep because every time he goes to bed, he wakes up in the other reality. But there's also two separate murder mysteries in each Dude, world and he has to solve amazing. them separately. So when uh, he wakes up, he, it's, yeah. uh, it was such a good show, but it was canceled after one season. Awesome. I would watch it again, actually. Well, like, it, and our poor listeners are listening to dreams, just like if if you're at the water cooler and somebody's <laughs> I like, I had this crazy dream I'm... last night. A lot of times I'm like, mm, too subjective for me to listen yeah, to. Yeah, but I will say the average dream is very boring and the dreams we're talking about are are a little above average yeah we're getting the cream of the crop here we're getting good stuff yeah so um, what's the next one the yeah so the next con contribution is going to be from dustin from the rewatch recap podcast uh and after we play his audio sample that he sent to us we'll go ahead and play his promo um so here we go hey guys it's dustin from the rewatch recap and i have a little story for you about a dream i've had once um, first, I want to preface this with sometimes I have very, very vivid dreams and I will wake up immediately and write them down or like put something in my notes about them. In this case, it was in my notes in which I'm going to read about it. And um, I also want to preface this with I was doing a lot of uh, marathoning of the original Gossip Girl at the time because I, you know. I like the show. I read the books and nice. I'm, I'm not going to apologize for that. Anyway, <laughs> so I had this dream and it's called Lucid Dream with Robert. It's in quotations, Robert. Just had a lucid dream where I was in the middle of an original Gossip Girl episode. Constance Billiard, for all intents and purposes, it's uh, the school that they go to on Gossip Girl, was putting on a play or something and it got shut down for some reason. A bunch of hateful boys started to tear up the set, mainly some lettering and signage. They were wearing yellow hooded robes. 
One kid had um, white blonde hair, kind of like Draco Malfoy, was especially horrible, and I punched him. But it was a dream punch, so it barely phased him. I had a boyfriend who found me and said something like, You did say this would happen. His name was Robert. I met up with Serena Vanderwoodson and her brother Eric outside, and Robert disappeared. And we walked around through busy Manhattan. They were upset and disappointed because they had worked really hard on the play that was now canceled. We discussed how it was a mystery why it got shut down, and I said, Speaking of mysteries, have either of you seen Only Murders in the Building? They looked at me knowingly, and I realized that they had a lot of scandalous and time-consuming stuff going on in their lives. I told them to watch what they could because it was Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez, and was shot nearby in Brooklyn. This is the first instance that I was lucid and realized I was dreaming. Suddenly, we were in a theater, and the high school performance was finally going on. It was a dramatic opera approach to a pop song, unknown as to who or what song. In the balcony, another pop star likes what she's seeing and hearing. A guy in the audience stood up because he had a part where he raps, and he does, and an older gentleman passes out, and or he has a heart attack. He's a few rows behind me, and is immediately picked up by those around him and carried out. The show ends just after that, and we all walk out slowly. Robert appears beside me. He tells me, you were right about everything. And I tell him, I was? Man, I really need to watch this episode from the beginning to understand what's going on. He laughs as we walk outside. I grab his arm, and he leads me down the street. I start to cry with my head on his shoulder. And Robert asks, what's wrong? Why are you crying? And I say, because I've never had anyone support me like you do, and because you're not real. And Robert says, what do you mean? And I say, I'm lucid dreaming right now. He says, what? Look around you. And we stop to look. Since when is Manhattan completely empty? There should be people everywhere. We're walking in the middle of the street, for goodness sake. Robert doesn't say anything, but I can tell him, tell that he understands what I'm saying. I tell him I'm going to miss him when I wake up. The quote, Draco kid, comes at me from out of the bushes, still wearing that yellow robe. I ball my fist and get ready to punch him, but realize it's a dream and it wouldn't help. So I grab him and push him away. He falls down and I scream, get out of here, and he runs off. I turn to Robert and again tell him I'm going to miss him. Then I woke up. I miss Robert. So there you have it. Yeah, that was my lucid dream of sorts. The latest one, anyway. That was done, I don't know how long ago that was, actually. Uh, about at least a year ago. And I just had it in my notes. So, I don't know. Analyze me. <laughs> just kidding. Let's see. No. I'm not ready to watch that yet. Uh-uh. You know what? I'll just watch this again. Do you ever find yourself doom-scrolling your streamer looking for something to watch, but just end up re-watching the same shows over and over again? Hi, I'm Dustin, and welcome to the Rewatch Recap, a show where guests and I rewatch every episode in a TV season, or a classic TV movie, to see if it holds up, and making fun of the parts that don't. <laughs> so come on, Rewatchers, let's revisit these shows together every Monday on the Rewatch Recap, wherever podcasts are played. All right, so a couple things. One, I can tell that he is a writer, and his pro podcast, uh, he he recaps shows and books and movies and stuff. 
So he had excellent recall with that. Yeah, it, was very, it was very much like his podcast, his dream, which is maybe a curse and a blessing. <laughs> I don't, I don't but know. at the same time, also, I've never seen Gossip Girl. So I can't, yeah, I can't comment. On I don't that. even know what that is. But he's, really, he's probably taking way better notes too uh, onto the lucid dream. Like my tarot, like I did one or two good ones, but usually it's like Waffle House, bats, scared. Narrative. It was yeah, all yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, but so the question here is is Robert real and is Malfoy real? And, and I feel like I think parts of Robert and Malfoy are real. The dream is obviously recapping everything. Like at the end there, it almost seemed like the Matrix in a second, like when they're in the simulation. And then like there's people everywhere and then it stops and there's no one there, you know, something like that. Like there's all sorts of pop cultural visual cues, but perhaps that the undercurrent of the visual cues is real. Right. Um, and, and that perhaps Robert is like a real person having a very similar dream and Malfoy is maybe like maybe a negative um, energy that's like near. The, that haunts the apartment or something. And they're just manifesting through pop culture, like archetypes like Malfoy and like maybe whoever, whatever Robert looked like, you know. I also think that's crazy. Out of the four submissions we got, three are telepathic dreams. That's why they stood yeah. out potentially. Yeah, potentially. I don't know. I think, I think, I think, I think Robert's real. I, I don't know if you'll ever meet Robert. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like sometimes I meet people in a dream and I'm like, that was a real person. I don't know who they were. They don't know who I am. I'll never meet them. That was just like a weird, like moment. I, I agree with Chris, your, your dream about like the witches didn't want you in there or something. I have those dreams all the time. Usually I'll, I'll be in like an audience <laughs> of like a theater watching a presentation and they're all military dudes and they look at me like what the fuck are you doing here and i'm always like i'm just a contractor sorry guys <laughs> and um like to try to explain why i'm there and they're like what are you doing here or always people are pushing me out saying you don't belong here and i wreck a lot of cars and dreams like <laughs> like that's always happening like bad breaks or whatever because we talk about how terrible our cars are but like i'll like flip a car over i get out some crappy ford ltd or something i'm like oh look at this piece of shit and this guy's like that i wrecked into he's like you don't belong here and he'll just push me and then i'll like yeah be, be in another dream or somewhere else yeah but, but I, that's I, real i don't think that's real well this really quick as we wrap this up like what are your guys's recurring dreams actually before we do that this is chris from the future and using my powers of editing i'm cutting back into this episode to do a couple things one to thank all of the podcasters and listeners that sent in um listener submissions for our dreams uh we did not thank you enough in the episode and i wanted to make sure you guys knew how much we love that and so i'm i'm coming from the future back in to make sure you know that uh to thank you again and to also let you know to those listeners that wrote in after uh we recorded this episode and we're in the editing process uh we are sorry that we did not get your uh dreams uh into this episode but we definitely still wanted to acknowledge the, the work and effort it takes to reach out um, into the internets and um, share something as intimate as your dreams with us. So we really definitely appreciate everyone who did that, who gave us a submission and we love it. So if you ever wanna reach, reach out to us, even if it's not about your dreams, you can uh, write us at wizard at dorfyou.com, D-O-R-F-Y-O-U.com. All right, now back to 
the past version of us talking, which was, I believe I was asking, what are your reoccurring dreams? Do you have them? I have one uh, where I'm, I'm yeah. in a car and I'm in the back seat and it's going, there's no driver and I can get to it, but I just can't get the gas or the brakes. So I'm like yeah. steering the car, but I know I'm going to hit something. And that's like, that happens a lot. I have that dream a lot. The same dream. Yeah. I wonder what that's about. Well, it could I know be that sensation, of, but I don't, I don't know. It's not, you're not in control. Right. And yeah, I think yeah, that's, yeah, totally. a, that's a, a big theme. And a lot of nightmares are like it's whether it's a plane or usually with me, it's a car like yeah. the steering wheel won't steer, no brakes or I'm in the back seat. happens all the time. Yeah, uh, I don't think I have a specific reoccurring dream, but I'd say most of the time that I remember a dream, I'm always wandering. Sometimes it's inside a house. Sometimes it's outside and I feel accepted. Like it's not that I don't belong there, but I am I am. Uh, lost. Mm. I'm either supposed to be doing something and I can't find where the item is that I need to do it. I need to find somebody, but they're not in any room that I go to. Or in one instance, I guess you're, you're looking for somebody, but they're dead. And I know they're dead, but they're a mm. ghost somewhere. I'm like, I know they're dead. I'm looking for their ghost. God, like that sort of thing. Mm. So it's, there's constantly an errand that seems impossible to complete. Yeah. But it's in a familiar place. I don't feel unwanted. Even like the the haunted houses and stuff that I walk around, like those are comfortable. Huh. Um, what about but, another question? Have you guys ever had a dream and then you're like, wait a second, I've been here before and it was in a dream like seven years ago. Yeah. Like, uh, that's always we, fucked up. Well, the, that's also the, that that was one explanation for deja vu is it's um, you, you've dreamt it before. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that happens. One thing also uh, that maybe listeners have realized by now that we suck at um, interpreting dreams, but I feel like we're good at we trying to, to get school. there. Because even we had a bunch of people that uh, submitted stuff and we're like, that's neat. Uh, I'm really glad that you shared that. I I don't know what it means. Sometimes you just need to tell people your dreams. I also like, I like sometimes hearing it's experience. just nice listening to other people's dreams is interesting. That's why Nate said it's like, oh, listening to dreams. No, I'll listen to people's dreams. What's hard to listen to is uh, is like vacations. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think like some dreams listen. are better than others. It just depends on the dream. Like I've had a lot of boring ass dreams. I would never tell. But I'd rather listen to the dreams that you do remember then about your trip to cancun why don't we do this uh chris why don't you lead us out with some ocean sounds and then maybe yeah so we, hopefully we you be... listeners are at in bed you're listening to this podcast because you couldn't sleep but maybe you're starting to feel sleepy after listening to all these dreams we're gonna help you go to sleep so we're yeah gonna... and, and don't forget tonight you're going to remember your dreams you're going to recognize that you're dreaming and you're going to go on an ocean adventure. Yeah, let's start. Let's go to the ocean. So, so there's gonna, some beach noises. We're going to fade in the ocean. And so just, we're going to stop talking. We're just going to listen to the ocean for a while.